Hello guys, and welcome to the Transform Your Body, Transform Your Mind podcast. So guys, today's topic, I'm titling it, Can You Have Your Cake and Eat It? Uh, so I think this is a this is a topic that many of you will find uh, some value in. Um, we all like to talk about and think about and eat food. Um, and I also did a little bit of a sort of Instagram sort of a question on one of uh, question like poll question question sort of thing recently, and uh, I put it out there like, what do you guys want to hear more of? Um, nutrition or or training content? And the overriding. Um, answer was nutrition so i've uh, i've taken that on board guys and um i've got uh, a podcast which is going to be all about uh food today and some of the some of the things that are in and around it um so i hope you find some some real value in this one today uh, but before we get tucked into today's topic uh let's go for a little bit of an update um on my last week so um we got a little bit of news recently that we're going we're gonna to have to wait a little bit longer for the gyms, unfortunately. So that was a little bit of a knock, but uh, we keep going, guys, right? We keep going. We make do with what we've got, um, you know, with lots of people that I, I, I've been working with and friends have all been doing very well, you know, without the use of gyms. And that's going to continue until we can go back to them, uh, you know. Um, however... I was invited to a training session uh, by a fellow uh, online coach, uh, Mr. Tom Davenport. Um, so he's got some use of some some heavier kit. So it was good to, to push some real load again. So that was enjoyable. I actually did that workout in my um, my Facebook group, my personal training Facebook group, and uh, you know did the live video on there. So that was quite fun. Um, and guys, I also had my first social event. So a very good friend of mine, Mr. Tony Sivez, uh, invited me to one of his pal's birthdays. It was like a, like a festival theme. So it was like a, an outdoor thing. He's got a huge back garden, so, so it worked pretty well. Um, so that was pretty fun. So I had my first sort of alcoholic drink sort of the year. Um, maybe I'll allude to how that went uh, because it, it, the night started off well. Um, but maybe it didn't end, end as well. So I, I, may, I, I may touch on that a little bit later on in, in, in the podcast. Um, but okay, um, enough talking about, about me. Let's, let's get on to today's topic. So um, again, title of today's topic is Can You Have Your Cake and Eat It? So the first sort of subheading or subplot I want to sort of talk to initially is uh, meal plan versus IIFYM, which is if it fits your macros and how that sort of works with this concept of can you have your cake and eat it? So if I, what I'll do initially is I'll just break down both these formats, both the meal plan and if it fits your macros. So meal plan is basically where you set um, someone's nutrition or your nutrition up with, you know, potentially anywhere between sort of three to five meals that you're going to have regular, have regularly um you know, across the week, uh, that's going to fit within your lifestyle. That's hopefully going to provide you with the nutrients and, you know, fit around your, your lifestyle, etc., etc. Okay. And then IIFYM, or if it fits your macros is where basically you're going to 
you know, take the week as it comes. You're going to include foods based on your environment and what you've got available to you. And whether you fan- you might fancy something different on, on certain days. So it's, it's a lot more flexible, basically. So I wanted to talk to these two ways of doing things to begin with and maybe a little bit of the pros and cons of each um, initially. So with a meal plan, um, it's, it's, I often set up clients who are, are more novice with their nutrition with a meal plan. And the reason, reasons behind that are this. If you haven't got massive, uh, you know, great experience with, with logging nutrition, you've got no concept of proteins, fats, carbs, you've got no idea of what, you know, the calories that you should be sort of taking in in order to get to a goal, then initially a meal plan can work very, very well uh, for a novice. Not to say that it can't also work well in other situations with people who are more advanced, but initially a meal plan can work extremely well with people who are inexperienced with nutrition. What are some other advantages of, 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 of a meal plan? Um, time. You know, you don't have to think about trying to fit all these different foods within a specific um, calorie balance. You know, your, your meals are, are there and you know what you're going to be having. So it takes that sort of decision out of things, you know, and that can, that can save a lot of time and stress. Um, what are some of the other things? Uh, convenience, you know, I suppose that comes in with time a little bit, but it's, it's, it's more convenient as well. You know, you can do big meal preps, uh, and then you're set for the week, you know? Um, so there's some pros, some potential disadvantages of, of, of meal plan are if it's potentially, potentially more difficult to, to ensure that you're getting all the nutrients you need if you're having very similar foods every day. Um, but there are, there are ways around that, and I'll speak to that in a moment. Um, what are some of the other disadvantages of a meal plan? It can get a little bit monotonous, potentially, with certain people. Um, over a period of time, you know, you might start getting cravings for certain stuff if, you know, there's no variety in it. So that could be a potential drawback. Um, yeah, I would say they are the, the, main, the main disadvantages of, of the meal plan. Now, if we now look at the, if it fits your macros, let's look at some of the pros for if it fits your macros first. So some of the pros would include, you know, more flexibility. If you fancy, you know, the odd sort of naughty treat, you can go ahead and fit that within your calorie allotment, you know. It allows some more flexibility. So if you're out on a night out, you know, you can sort of account for it a little bit, um, you know, choose some of the foods that, that are available to you whilst you're out, that's still you know, in an ideal world, fit within your calorie allotment, for example. Um, it's going to, the, the nutrition is probably maybe going to be more interesting for you. You know, if you if you have a desire to have more flexibility and, and you want different foods every day and, you know, this 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 is some of the other advantages of, of IIFYM or if it fits your macros. Now, what are some of the disadvantages of, of this concept? So, because you've got so much choice, potentially, that can leave people um, almost confused with what they should be having or they're thinking about it too much, they overthink it and then they're, just, they're not eating foods that are conducive to their diet. Um, they've got no structure potentially. Um, it can potentially promote you to eat you know, more refined foods potentially, I would say. Um, so yeah, so there's some of the disadvantages potentially of the IIFYM. Now, 
the concept of can you have your cake and eat it would probably be, um, it would fit more so within the IIFYM. And I believe it is possible. It is it's definitely possible to allow for, you know, certain treats or certain foods that you wouldn't normally, um, you wouldn't normally maybe as seen as part of a healthy diet, shall we say, you know, like certain refined foods, you know, it could be anything, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to name there. Um, but I see this as being something which is going to be better for someone who's got a little bit more experience with nutrition initially. For someone who's quite new to the process, I think initially, like I mentioned, you're better off starting with a meal plan. And then as you get a little bit more you know, experience with nutrition, you start finding out about calories, proteins, fats, carbs, and what that does to your body. Then, you know, we can, you, you can sort of add in a little bit more flexibility. And that's the way I normally do things. I almost do like a, like a hybrid um, format with clients. So initially, I'll, I'll, I'll start most clients off with a meal plan. And then we'll speak to, okay, what swaps can we make to add in a little bit more variety now? And then potentially if there's a social event, then we can speak to, okay, so you're out, what foods are available to you? How can we make this fit within your current meal plan? You know, so that's, that's normally how I do things with clients. Um, cause I, I still think many people still, you know, really enjoy a bit of structure there. We all need a bit of structure in our lives, I, I find. Um, but this hybrid sort of format allows for a little bit of flexibility there as well. Um, without sort of losing control of things. So I think that sort of in between the two works very, very well. And it's actually the way I personally like to eat myself. I personally like to set up my, my week like that. I have a, a sort of structure, structured meal plan. And then, you know, when there's, you know, I, I may substitute chicken for another form of meat, for example. Or if I've got a social event, then I'll then tweak things to fit within it, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so that's how I normally do things with clients and myself. So... Let's now talk to trigger foods, okay? So this, the second sort of subheading or subplot of this topic is trigger foods and how that fits in with the meal plan and the if it fits your macros. So let's, let's explain what trigger foods are first. So, so I, I sort of spoke to this last week in, in the previous episode. But trigger foods, trigger foods are um, basically a food that when you have it, it sort of makes you want to have a lot more of it and you struggle to stop at that just just that one thing um so typically these are highly palatable foods you know high fat high sugar um and you know we struggle to stop at you know one portion of it so for me um, i could definitely speak to a couple of trigger foods that i've got you know it's a typical sort of i would say chocolate is, is one thing that if i have some i generally want some more and i probably will have some more you know if it's if it's in the house it's, it's gonna go um Desserts, any form of dessert. Um, again, if that's about, I'm definitely going for a second portion. So I'm sort of all or nothing with, with, with some of those foods. So I just don't keep them in the house because if I do have them there, I know my personality personally, and I could probably speak to a lot of people who are like this. If it's in the house, generally it's going to go. You know, so I usually set up my, my nutrition by limiting these foods because I know that when I have them that's going to take me away from what I'm trying to achieve with my training and my nutrition um, and it feels good at the time but you never feel great after it you know so 
Um, again, speaking to the, the meal plan, and if it fits your macros with a meal plan, typically you're definitely going to not have those trigger foods within, within a meal plan generally. Um, there may be some occasions where you might have it as a treat, you know, social event, whatever. Um, but generally, you're going to take those foods out, which works pretty well. And I would say more so with the IIFYM, you may have more of a tendency to, you know, try and fit these foods in. And that's where people can come a cropper. Excuse me. So that's that's the, the concept of, of trigger foods and how that sort of relates to the meal plan and the uh, if it fits your macros. So the next uh, topic I wanted to talk to within this this main topic, can you have your key cake and eat it, is alcohol consumption and fat loss. Can we still achieve fat loss when we drink alcohol? So let's speak to uh, what alcohol does to the body first and, you know, and tie that in with, with nutrition as well. So when, when, when we take on alcohol, your body has to burn this, this fuel source off first. So if you're combining that with eating, um, your, your, your body stops burning the, f- the fuel that you've just taken on board in terms of the food, and it will prioritize burning the alcohol first. So your progress with fat loss is gonna slow down. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Um, I'll give you a prime example of this. Uh, back in uh, late 2018, I dieted down for a photo shoot uh, over a 12 week period. And for the first three weeks, I had um, sort of festivals going on um, and I was dieting fairly rigidly, but my fat loss, um, but, but again, I was having, you know, quite a few drinks of a weekend and I was working around it. I was checking in with my coach at the time saying, look, this is how the weekend's going to play out. We were pulling calories back to allow for room for the alcohol, um, but my fat loss was very, very slow. It's when I took the alcohol away, I'm not saying that you have to do this entirely, but my fat loss results flew flew through the roof. Um, so it just goes to show that I'm not saying you can't make progress with alcohol. And if it's, you know, if it's part of your life and it's something that you're going to feel very restricted without having a tool, then maybe, then maybe it's something that, you, you know, you do need to include to a degree. But I, I'm not going to lie to you and say that it's not going to slow down progress because it absolutely will. Again, for those reasons, when you're taking on alcohol, your body has to prioritise burning that fuel before it burns the, the nutrition that you're taking in, the food that you're taking in. Now, how can we, how can we sort of limit the damage that alcohol potentially causes um, yeah, how can, we, how, how can we limit that and ensure that we can still make progress, however, which is what I was trying to do. So what we can do to help us out with this is we can sort of buffer for these occasions. So as an example, if someone has a social event on a Saturday night coming up, what they could, there's, there's a couple of things they could do. They could either reduce their calories throughout the week, maybe by, you know, two to 300 across each day. Um, and then if you add that up over six days, if you're looking at sort of a 300 calorie deficit on each day, well, let's go with the 200 to make it easy. Then when they get to the Saturday, they've got, you know, 1200, 1400 calories spare there. And that's, that's a way of, you know, taking a, a big look at the whole week. You know you've got that social event there, so let's plan for it. And that's absolutely something you can do. 
to, to allow some room for that. Um, in this situation, you'd probably want to be prioritizing a reduction in carbohydrate, probably. But again, you, you could have the reduction in, in fat as well or a combination of the two. But I, my suggestion would be the reduction in carbs throughout the week. Um, another thing you could potentially do is, you know, go very low calorie on the day of the social, uh, social event. Excuse me. So, for example, if the social event is in the evening, what you could potentially do is your normal meals that you would have through the day, you would just cut back on those. So you could reduce the carbohydrates massively, um, just focus on proteins and veggies, obviously stay very hydrated, um, still get your workouts in, still make sure you're getting your steps in. And then again, you've probably created a, a, a fairly big buffer again to allow for some alcohol there. Um, and then also some other things that we can do around that is limiting the foods that you're having in and around the drinking of alcohol. You, you probably just want to hydrate and then just get yourself to bed. I know the tendency when you're drinking alcohol is to, you know, binge on that, that rubbish food afterwards, right? And it's the worst thing you, you could do for those reasons I mentioned just earlier. Your body's going to prioritise burning the, cat, the, the alcohol first and it's probably going to store all those bad calories, you know, especially if you're eating, you know, fatty foods, I would say. You know, which takeaways generally are, which is what we all want normally after after a harsh night of drinking. Um, so that's something else we can do. Really try to limit, really try to limit the food that you're taking in around it. If you are drinking, if if you are going to be taking um, food on, then try to keep it to, to like lean proteins again. And again, it's not the stuff that we want to be having when we're drinking. But I'm I'm trying to give you the best case scenario here. Um, is there anything else that we can do around these situations? Um, yeah, other than, you know, the next day, I would say just jumping straight back on it. Try not to use that next day as, you know, a binge day. Again, easier said than done. Uh, I can speak to, <laughs> I can speak to the weekend that I've just had. Now, I'll give you a little bit of a, a, a funny anecdote now, guys. I like to get a little bit of humor in here, just a little bit. So again, as I mentioned, um, I went to one of my, my good friend's uh, houses on, on, on Saturday. First social event pretty much a year. I'm not really a big alcohol drinker, guys, but for some reason, I thought it would be a good idea to get on the tequilas and get on them early doors. So... <laughs> it seemed like a good idea at the start of the night, you know, uh, I was having a good time, you know, I had the, uh, had the Ted Baker shirt on with the matching bandana, I was, you know, thinking I was looking good and, you know, you know the night was going well, the night was going well and then uh, fast forward till about, mm, I would have to guess maybe 11 o'clock, um, I was told that I was falling asleep whilst also eating a scone. <laughs> so uh, yeah, needless to say, I'm probably not going to be probably not going to be drinking for a little while. Um, so things didn't improve after that, guys. I was uh, a little bit uh, embarrassed to say that I yes, I uh, I threw up um, for about half an hour. Um, all over my friend's house. <laughs> I did tidy it up though. Uh, I did actually wash Tony's toilet out. Um, I made it, I did make it to the bathroom, guys. Um, I felt a little bit embarrassed afterwards um, and then pretty much conked out on uh, Tony's uh, guest room. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you don't want to do that. Don't, definitely don't do that, guys. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I was feeling a little bit sorry for myself on a Sunday, I must say. Um, but hey, the, when these things happen, um, you know, it's just a case of jumping back on that horse. And, and today I've been, you know, right back on it, starting off with my, my fasted cardio in the morning, straight back onto the nutrition, you know, and that's the best thing you can do. Don't let that ruin the whole week, you know. Um, I had a great time. It was just, it's just that, that last couple of hours that went a bit crazy. Um, I would I say it's a learning curve, but, you know, it's probably going to happen again at some point. Right, let's move swiftly on. Um, okay, so that was alcohol consumption and fat loss. So let's move into um, navigating social events now, which I, I guess I've, I've alluded to that a little bit with the alcohol consumption and fat loss, but let's just touch on it a little bit more. So... <clears throat> Many of my clients and many of you guys who may be listening and people in general, um, they want to make the whole health and fitness thing a lifestyle, right? So they don't want to, people don't want to feel like they're having to, you know, restrict and not live their lives and not enjoy themselves. So, and, you know, to, to such a degree that they feel like they're just going to fall off the wagon because it's too harsh and it's too strict. So how can we ensure that we can still have a little bit of room um, for, for social events and to let the hair down a little bit? Now, it's again, it's, it's a little bit to what I was alluding to earlier. And what we can do is we can make we can make buffers, for example. So let's 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 take the, let's take the first uh, thing here. So so what is a buffer? So. Again, if you've got a social event coming up of a weekend on a Saturday um, and you know you want to have a takeaway, then again, what we can do is you can reduce your calories through the week. Um, again, if you're accountable to a coach, this can make things a lot easier because you've got, again, you've got the accountability there. You know, your coach has probably been through this and he's worked with a number of clients who's, who are also in the same boat as you. You know, they want to make progress, but they don't want to live like an absolute monk. Um, so again talking from my own point of view if a client tells me they've got a social event I'm never going to say don't go to that social event what I will say to them is look we can we can definitely make room for this but just understand that okay progress this week may may potentially be reduced because if you are going to be drinking that potentially might slow fat loss for for example Um, however this may be conducive to the to the client or to the person because it's going to allow them to stay on track for a longer period of time, if that makes sense. You know, um, progress is, is not always linear. Not everyone can be um, so strict to a plan that they just adhere 100%. You know, there's, there's room and there's, 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 there's room to make mistakes. There's room for little buffers to ensure that, you know, the overall overriding thing is progress overall, you know. Um, so what else would I suggest to someone who is, you know, trying to navigate social events? So uh, let's give another example. So if someone is out with friends and they're going to be, you know, socialising throughout the whole day, just say, say, they're, say they're day drinking for the whole day um, and they're going to struggle to get nutrition in then what I would potentially say here is, okay, what can we have before the event? Can we just, again, can we just load up on on some protein to, to at least hit a protein goal, for example? Because if you're going to be taking on lots of calories with alcohol, you probably just want to, where possible, prioritise protein. Let's say the, the day drinker starts at 12 o'clock. 
I might say, okay, let's get a very quick thing in as soon as you wake up. Let's get, I don't know, 50 grams of protein in, in what way isolate as soon as you wake up. And then let's get a heavy meal in just before you go out. Then that's probably going to do you for a good part of the day. And then maybe we can follow that up later on in the day with another sort of protein filled, filled meal, for example. You know, so, I mean, I'm never going to say to a client, look, you can't... You, you know, you can't have a, you can't have social events. You know, you gotta you gotta live like a monk if you want if you want to make progression. It's it's not the case, and you, you're dealing with everyday people. It's, it's that's not going to be the case. You know, so I'm I'm totally up for working around people and ensuring you know that this thing works for their lifestyle. Um, so that's it, guys. Um, what I'm gonna do now is just do a quick review on today's topic. What which was can you have your cake and eat it? Um, so the first concept was meal plan versus IIFYM, which is if it fits your macros um, and whether, you know, what's, what's best for, for the person. This is largely down to, you know, experience. Um, and also we can also work with like a hybrid format, which is what I currently do with clients. Um, the next topic, guys, was trigger foods. And how that relates to the meal plan and if it fits your macros. The next concept was alcohol consumption and how that affects fat loss. Can we milk, can we still make progress whilst having that within our lifestyles? And lastly, we spoke to, well, I spoke to navigating social events. Um, so that's it, guys. A bit of a, a short and sharper episode today. I hope you found some value in that. Um, I'd just like to share my, my, uh, my contact details with you guys. So if you want to follow some of my other content, um, I'm very active on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is Torian underscore the underscore trainer. My Facebook is Torian O'Sullivan. And my email address is contact at TorianTheTrainer.com. If you want any more information on on myself and what I do as a coach or if you've got any questions at all potentially about today's topic or anything at all please don't hesitate to contact me on one of those uh, platforms so I hope you enjoyed that guys um, I look forward to uh, getting the next one out for you cheers <laughs>